Well, newsflash, I still have COVID. Hey, that's not news to me. Opa! <laughs> uh, I'm so sick what? of this. I'm ready to get over it. Yeah. Well, I've heard enough about your COVID. Wow. What's, what What else is new in the news? <laughs> so welcome to our movie news show. This is our second episode, our second uh, venture into it. Uh, if you missed our first one last week, essentially what we've done is we've taken the movie news segment from the end of mine and Pete's episodes uh, and turned it into a full-fledged, arm-swinging, gut-busting head shooting i don't i don't know where i'm going with this uh episode of its own uh and yeah i basically just rattle off some movie news carl says ah that's cool that's interesting yeah that sucks that's yeah and then we move on to the next thing actually it's it's much more involved than that but so uh we got five things to talk about so we're just gonna we're just gonna count do them it. down so uh number so, one. So, <laughs> sony has bought the film rights to Tarzan with the intention of making more Tarzan movies. And my question is, why? Like what? the film rights. Is that not, I feel like public domain, that's like Winnie the Pooh by now, right? Isn't that like free for anybody to use? Mm, I forget yeah. what the terminology for that open source. Uh, the patent is up. Uh, public domain. Public domain, yeah. like isn't that public domain now? Who who owned who owned it prior prior? To? I don't know. Who did buy it off of? It's all it's so complicated how these things work. I don't know. What I what I'm wondering. My question with this is like, I saw the last Tarzan movie that came out. Whoever made that, Universal or something? Um, uh, I don't know. Well, it was. Like I went to go see it and yeah, like Tarzan and Jane or whatever they called it. Yeah. Eh, it didn't do it for me. And I don't know, like, you know, there are some properties out there, like, they will be making King Kong movies until the end of the earth, because yeah. that is just, you every, know. Every couple decades, here's another Yeah, one. King Kong's just one of those franchises. It's you, like Godzilla. You keep bring, yeah, you keep bringing it back, you do more, you do more. Is Tarzan, I mean, we've had a lot of Tarzans. A lot. Right, obviously, probably the most famous one being the Disney animated one that everybody loves, Phil Collins, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Is Tarzan one of those? Like, it certainly has the history behind it to be one of those franchises that we yeah. just like blindly keep remaking because it's Tarzan and it's such an iconic tale that you know why not? Why not keep reimagining it? But I don't know. Is there? My my thought is I can't sense any buzz or any like. Yeah, when's the last time you heard someone say when are they going to make another Tarzan movie? Yeah, so I don't know. I have two initial impressions to this. I think the first is uh, I think I would prefer to see uh, anything Jungle Book over Tarzan. I like I think Jungle Book's a a deeper story. I like it a little bit more. Well, and, um, let, let's be honest. If we're going to get anything like this, now that Brendan Fraser is back in the scene, we need to get him ripped and back into a loincloth for a George of the Jungle movie. I was just, a, that was my second point. You, you stole yeah. my, my thunder. My, my second That's point what we was, need. I, I think, 
I think George of the Jungle over Tarzan would be yeah. While John Cleese is still alive, um, energetic in terms of hype. Yeah, an ape named Ape. Oh my gosh, so good. The first one, the second George of the Jungle is so forgettable because it's not Brendan Fraser. They made a second one. Yeah, yeah, with his kid. Like his kid, it's still it's still George. It's like George raising like a a jungle toddler, but uh, but yeah, Brendan Fraser is not in it. Weird. They replaced him. Yeah, it's no bad. No wonder nobody remembers it. So yeah, so I don't know. It's, are you? Is this like? Uh, are you excited about this or is this a pass? No, like I said, I've always liked Jungle Book better than Tarzan. Tarzan's cool, but yeah, I think George uh, George of the Jungle or jungle book and i mean they just just make we just did you just do the live action jungle book which i thought was great i enjoyed that as far as because george i know i've harped on in the past yeah disney's um remaking carbon copy remakes films and it being not not very creative and not pushing not innovative whatever not innovative but i did like that one so yeah well bill murray's in it i mean how, (laughs) How, how can you not how do you go wrong because uh, George of the Jungle is basically just a, a satire Tarzan. Like it is, yes. it, it is, it is what Spaceballs is to Star Wars. George of the Jungle is to Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. No, I agree. I, you know, will I go see it? Probably not in the theaters. No, not unless like if there's if it ends up being something we cover on the show. If it, Pete it turns on out what to they do with it, right? If Pete turns out to be like the world's biggest Tarzan fan and and we need to go see this, then sure. Uh, but I don't even know. Like it could it could drop on Netflix and it would still probably sit there for several years before I got bored enough to need to watch it. <laughs> like I, it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, the Batman. So you know me. You know how I feel about Batman. Can't stand him. Think he's a loser. But you only think that because you are him. I've got no interest in the Gotham Knights game that is coming out so, so very quickly. Yeah, you're not fooling <sighs> anyone, Brady. Let's get on with this. <laughs> for for a console that I don't even own. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Batman, which... Uh, is basically what the Movie Man podcast was built around was Robert Pattinson's casting as Batman and and uh, working towards that film. Uh, for me, was a huge success. You and I have never talked about that. So, real quickly, did you like the Batman? I haven't seen it. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, just because you're like a busy guy and a dad and stuff like that, yeah. or out of protest because of Robert Pattinson. No, busy guy and a dad. Like most most weeknights, uh, I, I you know I I share the TV with my wife. We love watching TV shows together and getting okay. getting into different okay shows. So, uh, so listen, often, and and when it when I do get kind of a choice or to sway it, usually it's like a, a Marvel or Star Wars property sure. show that we watch. Yeah, but the Batman's a little once dark. Once or twice a week, we watch a TV show and. Yeah. Right. Anytime I've had the opportunity to watch some, watch it, it just isn't in the back of my mind to, oh, hey, I should look to see where I can stream it or rent it or whatever. Okay. Well, listen, I own it. 
And over Christmas, I'm going to be in town for like two weeks. So we're going to watch it. Okay, I will hold off watching it then. We're going to sit down with some brewskis. And we're going to watch <laughs> brewskis. See, I talk about coming back home to the sticks. And and all of a sudden, I can't call it a beer anymore. It's a brewski. <laughs> Here's a, So I came home for Thanksgiving, just prior to getting COVID. And stopped and got a coffee at a drive-in as I was leaving the city. Or drive-in, drive-through. As I was leaving the city. And I pull up to the drive-through speaker and the person says, you know, Hi, what can I get for you today? Right? As as I've come accustomed to them saying. And I said, oh, this is my coffee order, blah, blah, blah. Pulled up to the window, got the coffee left. Went home for Thanksgiving, right? To the small town area that, that you, myself, and Pete are from. Right. And... As I'm leaving town, it's late, it's been a long day, I'm like, oh, I could use another coffee. So I stop to get a coffee in our hometown area. I kid you not, I pull up to the speaker and the guy says, what can I do you for, buddy? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm more disgusted by the fact that you just said that or that I speak enough this area that <laughs> I know exactly what it is you're asking me. <laughs> like, what, what can I do you for, buddy? <laughs> what can I do you for, buddy? <laughs> like, and, uh, oh my God. Want a black double double? Uh, <laughs> you should either be fired or promoted. Um, okay, so anyways, I'm sure you've seen this. It's all over the internet. It's, if you haven't, I'm sorry. Spoilers, you now work on a movie news show, so you're, you're going to hear these things. Uh, the Joker makes a cameo. In the Batman, okay. uh, a very, very brief, most of it was cut, but the extended scene can be seen on the internet. Um, okay. And it is, he's played by Barry Keegan, who played Druid in, Druid in Eternals. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the leather jacket wearing Irish guy. Yeah, he's um, a little, kind of a little odd looking. A little odd looking. They made him very odd looking as the Joker. Um, and it's literally just like a, you know, he's in an adjacent cell in Arkham. You don't even see his face. But you hear the laugh, you see his silhouette, like you become, you know, you're made very aware that that's who it is. Um, and there's a deleted scene online, which I, if you haven't seen, I encourage you not to watch until you've seen the film, and then I'll show show you the deleted scene, uh, where you do get to see the makeup and the prosthetics and, like, you know, what they have them looking like. Uh, so, so you're saying it's not a great camera shot to get, you can't really make out who it is playing it. Is that what you're saying? Not in the theatrical cut. No. In the deleted scene, it becomes very obvious that this is Joker and so on and so forth. Uh, so then all of a sudden, like the assumption was, rumors were swelling that in the Batman 2, obviously we're going to get Barry Keegan as the Joker, right? Because he was teased. Like this is, yep. he's there. Okay. Isn't much like the end of Batman Begins. Like here's his calling card. We got, I got a new one for you. Um, the Batman 2 has not, the director Matt Reeves and, and the casting and all this stuff, Barry Keegan has not yet been approached about being in the Batman 2. 
Hmm. So now it's been it's been rumored or teased or talked about for a long time that this is supposed to be a trilogy of films. Do you think that a there's a, I see three options here. Either a they've decided to recast because you know maybe as they sit down to start writing the second one and and fleshing out their version of Joker, they go, okay, well, you know what? Um, what we've come up with, we don't think Barry's actually the right guy for this, so we're going to go in a different direction. Two, uh, we're just early on, they're still writing the script. Still writing the script, and, and just, you know, hold your horses and he will be approached. Or C... He's not going to be in the second one because Matt Reeves' intention has been to tease us and say, look, here he is. He does exist. He is, he's locked up in Arkham right now. And then we'll have him as the main main antagonist in the third one. What do you think is the most, having not seen the first one, (laughs) what do you think the most likely direction, what do you think they should do? I get that there's like Joker fatigue at this point and that the diehards are like, you know, give us some more, like give us Clayface. Like we're, it doesn't always have to be the Joker. Oh yeah. Cause <sighs> Batman's got a huge stable of. Yeah. As well. But yeah. here's the thing, but I don't think you can do the Batman story justice to do a new iteration, to do three films, four films, however many you're going to do. And not at some point, because Joker is not just Batman's main villain. He is his antithesis. He is the yin to his yang. There is so much of the psychology of Batman's character is entangled in his rivalry with the Joker because they are polar opposites. They they yeah. it reaches the point where one almost exists because of the other. It is this yes. constant game of cat and mouse. And so yes, it's been done a lot. Yes, we've seen Joker many times, but I I genuinely don't think you can do Batman films without the Joker, but I don't think you could have a full-on Batman iteration, a three-film, four-film franchise from start to finish and not delve into the psychology behind Batman versus Joker. So, I on that point about needing a joker character in a long like three or four film franchise i i I think i disagree i agree with everything else like joker is the antithesis to batman they're yin yang yada 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 but i think i think because there are so many other really interesting batman villains if done right on screen, which some of them haven't in the past, uh, a good example is Bane. Uh, another example would be Poison Ivy, um, Ice, uh, Mister Freeze. Right? He's got these really interesting. Now, wait, are you are you counting both iterations of Bane? You need to yes. specify here. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm counting both. Um, he's got so many really interesting. Uh, antagonists he's got the best rogues gallery it's it's great it's an amazing rogues gallery that you can tell really amazing stories you don't need the joker 
He's not necessary. I I think to always go back to him for for your films is like a crutch to try and prop up your film. It's not necessary. Use other oh, I agree. villains. Use them well. Like if Mister Freeze is done well, Mister Freeze is such an interesting character, and he was done. I would say he was done almost properly in the '90s Batman films. Uh, what was it Batman and Robin? Yeah, it was Batman and Robin yeah. with George Clooney. Um, the film Arnold of which we do not might speak. not have been the right choice. But the writing for the character, I thought was was aside from the puns, was really good. Like, well, because they was, went with the he was not they necessarily went with the, doing it because he was evil. He was doing it because no. he was trying to save his wife, Nora. Yeah, well, because they went with the the origin story that was introduced in the animated series, right? Yeah, where, where he well, was actually he was fleshed introduced. out as a villain. Like he's he's he that makes him an interesting villain because. It, he's complicated. He's not. He's not just chaos for chaos' sake, like a lot of times Joker can be portrayed as. Um, so, so I think. I think always relying on Joker for your film franchise is a crutch, and I think Batman's got the deep enough Rogues Gallery, uh, which that you could do several films. You could do four or five films without ever introducing Joker and they could all be absolutely amazing uh, and continue to push your and progress Batman as a character and give him character growth from film to film without ever introducing Joker. I'm sorry. Did you say Mr. Freeze was introduced in the animated series? Was he not? I thought he was. No. No, I mean it's the first time we call him Mister Freeze, uh, but he was like, you know, he was introduced as Mister Zero. In no, he's not even. That's not even the first time he's Mister Freeze. So he's introduced as Mister Zero back in like the fifties, and then he comes back as Mister Freeze in like the sixties. Um, and then there was even a what is he like instant instant freeze or something in the Adam West stuff. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was when they really I think the only character, the only big prominent character that really exploded after the animated series was Harley Quinn. Yeah. Cuz she so, was a creation of that show yeah. and she's become like intrinsic to the the Joker Batman lore. Right. So back 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 to the the Joker question. So that that deals with that. I, I I think I disagree with you on him needing to be in the films. As far as what to do with the character, uh, in terms of this actor not being cast, I haven't seen the film. So if if what you say is that you can't really tell who's playing him, then I think all three of your your scenarios are very plausible. I yeah. think you could do any one of the three and get away with it. That's fair. Uh, moving on. The Super Mario Brothers trailer has dropped. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, the poster was amazing. The poster was amazing. I don't know if you saw the poster for it that came out like a week before. Poster was like perfect. That is a perfect poster. The trailer looks fantastic. The animation style, the world looks. Mushroom Kingdom looks great. Jack Bowser. Black as Bowser is spot. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. 
the, whoever's doing Toad sounded good. It was but, good but and Mario hilarious. sounds Chris, like he's got a cold or something. Chris Pratt as Mario sounds an awful lot like Chris Pratt. Yeah. And I was reading something where they were, where he was like, yeah, I've been working with the director and. Oh, yeah. It's unlike anything you've really ever heard. The voice. And it's like, I've, I've watched the trailer a couple times and there's a little bit of an Italian Mario ish inflection in his voice. But yeah, it's pretty much just Chris Pratt talking into the mic. Now, now here's the like, thing. There's I, I have two thoughts. I'm really number one. <laughs> number one is we are basing this off of two lines, two short lines in a trailer without context. So, hang on. I agree I'm with like everything it. you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. I don't like it. But I'm also aware of the fact that I'm basing it off of like a, a woohoo and a, a like mushroom kingdom. Here we come. Uh, do you think this could be a Sonic the Hedgehog all over again? I with Sonic the Hedgehog. So hope so. Well, and here's the reason why I think it's super plausible. With Sonic the Hedgehog, they they dropped a lot of money and spent a lot of time reanimating a character essentially (laughs) yeah reanimating a character redesigning and then going through and reanimating an entire character yeah they wouldn't need to do that here they would need to get chris pratt back in the studio for three days to re-record his lines and that's it you're done uh yeah I mean, yeah, you could get him to try and do a better impression of the Mario we know and love from Charles. What is it? Charles. I'm going to butcher his last name. Martinet. 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 Yeah. Yep. Martinet. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think this is a this is a huge ball being dropped by the studio and not just hiring Charles to do it. In the first place, yeah, they're I simply mean, hiring Chris Pratt because of the name recognition and hoping that that sells more tickets, which, which obviously which, that it will. But, right, which is the right move. I'm sorry, but it is the right. It's movie business. The point of this movie yeah, is to make money. It's not to. I don't care though. <laughs> now, I, 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 and I know you like a as a movie decision, fan, you not don't. an artistic decision. Because and I would be, I I would be more for the artistic decision in in letting the guy who's been doing Mario for decades, yeah, continue to do it. Like, give us the one we know and love. Why? Like he's he's already a voiceover artist. He knows how to do it. Right. He doesn't need to show up on screen because it's all animated. Yeah. Right. You don't. It's like, oh, I sent you and and Pete a, a sort of a deep fake AI voiced Mario. So it, it's, it's, the AI is made to sound like Charles Marinetti's very Mario. And that trailer was so much better just because it had that Mario voice that I know. It did feel more. Yeah familiar yeah like i, I yeah, don't know go with we'll familiar over star power that's 
I believe that Chris Pratt can do it. I don't know. But I think they need to rework. Like, at this point, I think it's too late in the game to recast Chris Pratt. I think that that is PR that you don't want for this film. Um, But I do think that it would be easy to get him to go in, redo the lines, and just lean a lot heavier into that cheesy mario voice that we know and love because there's because later in the trailer we hear some (laughs) we hear some whoopoo and you know whatever from luigi and luigi sounds right luigi sounds the way he's supposed to and so yeah it's just so interesting that they they decided to go such a different direction with mario speaking of trailers uh my man david harbour did you know david harbour was my man is he your man? He's my yeah. He's my man. He's your man, yeah. Squeeze. He's my well. He's my guy. He's uh, a filmmaker. I like him. He's uh, he. They've just dropped the trailer for Violent Night, which feels <laughs> like sort of a hybrid between Mel Gibson's Fat Man and like the John Wick films, or like Nobody, <laughs> right? With Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Uh, I'm listen. I'm not always a big fan of these adaptations. I'm not always a big fan of like taking something that is like innocent and sweet, like Santa Claus and Christmas and all this stuff and adding like a violent or like a horror element to it. You know, I'm just like, eh, like I, I, I don't know. It just kind of spoils it. Something about this though, something about the Santa Claus thing. Like, did you see the movie Fat Man with Mel Gibson? Uh, I don't think I saw Fat Man. No. I recommend it. It's a horrible film. <laughs> but Wait to sing Mel, but <laughs> Mel Gibson, after watching it, Mel Gibson above Tim Allen, above Kurt Russell, might be my favorite on-screen Santa. Okay. Yeah. Like, I just want more... I just want more of Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. But there's yeah, something seen, about yeah, this. So this this trailer, I've seen it. What did what did you think? I'm I'm so excited for this because like I was saying there's something about this like Santa, you know, there, there's taking innocent childhood things and making them violent, making them whatever that like I said doesn't always click for me, but there's something about Santa who is You know, there's two sides to every story. And yes, to the kids, Santa is sweet and innocent, and he eats the cookies, and he makes Carl-esque sounds while he's eating the sugar cookies. And (laughs) But also, when it comes to protecting Christmas, when it comes to... Protecting kids. Protecting kids that are on the nice list, Santa's not afraid to kick some ass. Yeah. To do what needs to be done. There's a great line in Mel Gibson's Fat Man where they're, you know, they're, the guys are coming after him. There's basically, there's been a hit put on Santa and Santa has to like, you know, fight against this hitman. Uh, and he's, there's like this scene where he's holding a shotgun and Mel Gibson is like, I've been doing this a long time. You think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly? <laughs> right? Like he, it it's just like and he just communicates in that that like being santa is not just an easy magical job right sometimes 
you need to defend Christmas. You need to to take matters into your own hands. And uh, and there's just something about the Violent Night trailer and David Harbour is so charismatic and and yeah. and oh, is man. nailing this role. I so cannot I, I'm right wait there for with Violent you Night. With the, what about okay. you? Yeah, so watching this trailer, I didn't even realize this was going to be a thing until you sent it to me and I was like, this is cool. <laughs> I'm down with it. I mean, I love a good action flick even if it's not that great sometimes, but this yep. one, yeah, this is, this is really good. It's fun. It, Santa. Yeah. Like you were saying, he doesn't even at the beginning of the trailer. Anyway, as far as the story, the trailer tells it's, he's just Santa being Santa, but then he's like pushed over the line. He's like, you're all on the naughty list anyway. And just starts ending them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, oh, they, yeah. They, it's it's great. Yeah, David Harbour does a great job of kind of portraying a, a kind of the jolly Santa that kind of flips his lid and, in the trailer. And oh man, oh, yeah. when he I'm puts sold. the he, I'm, I want to see it. He puts the grenade in the mercenary's pants, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, ah, I gotta watch. <laughs> and he turns around like, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's so good. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. L- last bit of movie news. So a little while back, earlier this year, uh, one of the biggest stories going around the movie world uh, was, of course, the unfortunate shooting that happened on the set of uh, Alec Baldwin's upcoming film at the time, Rust. Uh, was right. being shot down yep. in Mexico and uh, I'm not going to get we're, we're not going to get into the politics of this of of whose fault it was and what happened and 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 how it happened and so on and so forth because uh, frankly a lot of it is speculation we still don't know we don't know how how this incident yeah. could have happened it's a um, can of worms it's a huge can of worms um, and what is also maybe a can of worms. Uh, but is movie news and worth discussing is that after some settlements and some lawsuits and some investigations and so on and so forth, uh, the film is back in production. Um, something that was not a for sure for a very long time it was a big question mark. Like, what do you do with this film? Do you make it? Do you just shelve it? Is it disrespectful to the person who died? if you keep making it or is it is it disrespectful if you don't keep making like you know like how how do you how do you navigate that do you continue on the work that was being made in honor of that person julie you know what do you do um so that film is coming it's gonna come out they're working on it uh well you know what they say uh, the show must go on the show must go i don't know know if i will be (laughs) I don't know if I will personally watch it for two reasons. One, it doesn't seem like my type of movie anyways. Two, I just feel like it would be a difficult watch knowing, like especially when that scene comes, when he's sitting in the church, and you know what transpired behind the scenes. Anyways, in your opinion, is this is this the right move? Should they be continuing to make this uh is it going to do well or will it flop as a result of 
all of the press and and PR around it, or will it do really really well because there's been so much controversy and and now everyone wants to go see it? Uh, I don't know. I think it could go either way. At the very least, it'll become a cult classic and have a cult following. Yeah. Um, there, there's not a lot of precedent set for this in Hollywood. The only one that I can think of is The Crow. Uh, so Bruce Lee's son became an actor in his father's footsteps, and he died doing a stunt on the movie The Crow. And they still finished wrapping that movie and and yeah. produce and put it out there. Yeah, uh, and it has a very um, a lot of it's got, it's got a pretty big cult following. Uh, I don't yeah. think it. I don't know how it did at the box office, but well, they've been trying to remake it, it for years. So in this, like in this case, yeah, I don't know. I think they might as well like depending on how much money's been put up if they've paid their debts to those that needed needed that debt paid and everyone's signed off on it being finished then yeah finish finish the show yeah do you think is it something you'll watch i don't know it's i kind was, of like I wasn't a really interested in it to begin with i don't rural neighborhood western but gun tote it's not my westerns aren't my real my go-to no no me neither for the most part you know after I got burned by cowboys and aliens, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was an interesting one. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a film and a half for sure. Anyways, that's the movie news for the week. Five for five, done and done. Five for five. So thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, we're back on, we're back on track now. All of the movie news that we just talked about is a little bit old. It's because I had COVID. Things got, things got messed Delayed. around delayed uh but next week we're going to be back on track schedule i can't talk i was (laughs) i couldn't listen i couldn't even lift my head there's uh episode six of uh of our rings of power thing i start by giving a little bit of a covid update and like what my symptoms were and Mm. and what that was like so if you are interested in hearing that glad you're healthy (laughs) yeah if you're interested in hearing that go check that episode out uh aside from that make sure you follow us on facebook instagram twitter all of the good stuff can be found in the links that are listed below that come with that yeah our merch our patreon patreon's not just a way to throw money at us it's a way to get increased voting power. It's a way to get some of our fun bonus content uh, whenever mm-hmm. we film an episode. Uh, we release it on there. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Carl supports us on Patreon. I do. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. It's Be like it. Carl. I got a shirt out of it. You, you won't hear me say it, this a lot, but be like Carl. Yes. Yeah. If you can be anybody in the world... Be like Batman. Who's me? Carl. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't endorse that statement. <laughs>